We're speaking today with attorney Michael Cohen, who is a partner at Dwayne Morris in Philadelphia in the firm's employment services practice group. A highly rated ALA speaker, he has trained and counseled employees throughout the country on employment subjects, including harassment prevention, diversity, discipline, hiring, firing, recruiting, performance evaluations, and compliance. At this year's ALA annual conference in National Harbor, he'll be conducting a session focusing on diversity, inclusion, and the law. He's joining us today to answer a few questions about this topic. Thanks for joining us, Michael. Thanks, Steve. Uh, let's start off with my first question. Uh, many people think that diversity and inclusion is just about gender and race. What is diversity and inclusion? Why is it important that law firm leaders understand it? It, it goes so far beyond gender and race, and that's certainly not to say that gender and race are not an important part of any kind of diversity initiative that a firm might undertake, but it does go far beyond diversity and ra- uh, beyond uh, gender and race. In fact, it goes beyond those EEO protected classes upon which we focus so much. When we talk about diversity, when we talk about inclusion, we're, we're talking about the differences in ways people communicate, the differences in ways people think, the fact that they come from different frames of references, different geographic locations, income statuses. We need, as law firms, to appreciate and embrace these differences uh, in our employees, in in our legal and non-legal staff, and certainly in the clients and and the customers with whom we deal day in uh, and day out. It's so critical for a law firm to have an inclusive environment. Um, We all work as as we all know, we all work. We work long hours, and we work very closely with with the folks uh, in our firms. And we want to make sure that we can create a working environment that is as comfortable for as many as we can. Uh, and the way that that's done is through recognition that we're not all the same. And and it's not just talking about it. And it's not just saying, "Hey, well, look, there's." not enough women here or there are not enough people of color here or, um, you know, we really aren't sensitive to the LGBT community as much as we would like to be. It's taking steps to ensure that those differences, again, not only are respected but really are embraced. Uh, There's an issue with regard to perception uh, inside any organization, and certainly law firms are, are no different. And one of the most important messages that I can communicate as it relates to diversity, as it relates to conclusion, is each and every one of us needs to become more sensitive to and needs to become more aware of the fact that people do perceive things differently than we do. You know, there's sort of not a single one of us who becomes this barometer by which certain types of conduct are measured, that each and every one of us walks into a law firm environment with different preconceived notions about things, with different backgrounds. And we need to understand that not everybody is just like us. And the more we can appreciate it and the more we can take steps to make sure that people are comfortable, the more successful our firm's going to be. Well, that's uh, sort of a good segue into my next question uh, about what are the benefits of uh, strengthening diversity and inclusion in the law firm setting? Well, there there really are a few different categories, if you will, of of benefits, and let's let's start with the very real employee relations aspect of creating and maintaining an environment that is diverse and an environment that is inclusive. When you have people who feel welcome 
where they're coming to work, you're going to have a happier employee base. I know it sounds trite and I know it sounds simple, but it's true and it's real. When people, on alternatively, when people feel like they are being singled out for what would be just a monumentally absurd reason, going back to EEO, whether it's their race, their gender, their sexual orientation, or they're just not mating, or whether it's a non-EEO type of issue, it's ge- geography, it's where they went to school or didn't go to school. We're alienating people. And we want to bring as many people into the fold as we can, and we want people to be as productive as they can. And that level of productivity only is going to exist as long as people are comfortable. When we talk about inclusiveness and and diversity, we're talking about issues like retention and recruitment. And when we talk about retention, if if people aren't comfortable in our working environment, they're going to leave. If people look around and see or think to themselves, well, I'm the only person like me here, or this place isn't very warm, very welcoming to people with alternative lifestyles, or just a lifestyle that's different than everybody else's. They're not going to stay, and we want to surround ourselves with people who aren't similar to us. It makes our firm a better place to be. It makes our firm communicate a, a better message. It allows us to provide a better product and a better service to our clients. When we talk about recruiting, you know, the word on the street is real. What people think about our firm in our communities, whether it's word of mouth, whether it's on websites like Above the Law, really has an impact on what people think about our firm and will certainly have an impact on who's going to come apply to work for us. Again, lawyers, non-lawyers, know what the word on the street is about your firm. And if it's a place that is welcoming, if it's a place that is inclusive, you're going to be able to attract and then hopefully retain the caliber of talent that you want to retain. So what those are those are some employee relations concerns, certainly some business benefits. Another huge business benefit of making of diversity in a workplace is the clients with whom we deal day in and day out are increasingly becoming aware of the importance of diversity. And many, many large clients with whom a lot of our firms do business or would seek to do business are soliciting diversity information from firms. They're asking for demographics as they relate to gender, as they relate to race, as they relate to sexual orientation, as they relate to age, because it's important to them that the law firms with which they are doing business are not just, pardon the phrase, talking the talk. They're walking the walk. They're doing what they say is important, and the numbers really show that. Let's see. Um, So we talked about what the meaning of diversity and inclusion was and also about the benefits, but you know, what resources are available out there for someone who really wants to make an effort in their law firm uh, to strengthen the diversity and inclusion? The best resource we have is other firms. The best resource we have are our colleagues within the ALA who do what we do at other places, and we know the firms that have been successful with these initiatives, and we should talk to them. That's certainly, for me, the best way to go about this is find out where it's been done, find out how it's worked, and let's talk to the folks within those organizations to see how they did it. Uh, The law firm for which I work, uh, Dwayne Morris, right now has an inclusion initiative in place where different offices are establishing, in addition to the diversity committee that we have, inclusion committees. And these inclusion committees are designed to go beyond just these EEO-protected classes that we spend so much time discussing. It really is to try to create a better, a more comfortable, a more inclusive working environment. So we're talking about talking to your colleagues and other firms, 
looking for uh, conferences, speeches, talks in the community in which we work. And then there's more formal resources. Places like the Society of Human Resources Management, SHRM, wonderful asset to have at your disposal to determine what other organizations have done in, in ways that they've developed programs to help us. Um, the OPM, the Office of Personnel Management, is another one. Uh, other organizations like the Human Rights Campaign uh, or Catalyst, these are organizations that are out there willing, beyond willing, thrilled to help you develop initiatives within your firm that are going to make your firms more inclusive um, and better places to work. Great. Uh, is there is there anything else that you'd like to add about diversity and inclusion, or about your talk that you have coming up in April? It, it really is something that is so critical to all of our firms. You know, gone are the days in law firms where, candidly, everybody looked the same and everybody came from the same place. It's not where we live anymore. Thankfully, um, the ability to recognize the differences among us, and, and again, not just from an EEO standpoint, from a communication standpoint, from a need standpoint. Law firms are businesses, and unless we as, as law firm administrators are able to recognize that it has to be run like a business to a certain degree, and that we do embrace the, the real benefits of diversity and inclusion, you know, the law firms are going to become much more difficult to to run, and therefore the success of the firm is going to be compromised. Those are some of the topics we'll talk about in the session in which I'm leading on diversity at the at the conference. Great. Okay. Well, I, I think that uh, sums up our our discussion here. Uh, you know, certainly I appreciate your time, and uh, you know, we look forward forward to seeing you in April. Thank you so much.